0: Good morning again,
1: everyone.
0: Since our last uh, meeting together, been very nice. Many devotees have expressed that they felt this was the uh, best of our festivals so far. So my thanks to Namarasana for all her efforts. She's been the main organizer, and to her assistants, so like Muktiyangi and others who have been very very busy. So, with that, last we'll questions this morning. Any question? Yes.
2: Mahārāj, I was wondering if you could uh, clarify something. I'm, I'm sure mm. um, that uh, when we refer, when, when we refer to Bhakti Devi. Um, are we referring to Srimati Radharani herself, or is there a sonification that say that like the Sarup Shakti or Ladini Shakti because I've heard both but never had any Praman for it, and so I was wondering if you could clear that up mm-hmm.
0: Bhakti Devi is Radharani Then okay. and and um, I think in some place maybe also Bhaktivinoda identified Vishnipriya as bhakti Devi. So. um But basically um, the Swarup-shakti that bhakti is constituted of uh, in terms of, particularly in terms of Ladin, is most fully manifests in the, in the person of Radha, Mahabhav, Swarupini. So... This is the pinnacle of bhakti. Mm-hmm. And um, just as Krishna is Swayam Bhagawan, so Radha is Swayam Shakti, the mm-hmm. original fountainhead of uh, the Shakti Tattva, mm-hmm. and um, and the personification, as I say, of that internal or srup. Shakti in the fullest sense. All the different devotees are personifications of some combination of the ingredients, some bit ladini of Srpa Shakti, but it comes to its fullest expression in, in Radha. So we don't have a separate goddess, therefore I sometimes say, a goddess of bhakti, therefore I sometimes say that there's a little bit of Radha in every devotee. Mm. She's the <laughs> fullest expression of devotion. Another
2: question? I have a question about uh, Gopala Mantra. Uh, so, oh, uh, so my question relates to Gopala Mantra. Uh, I've heard once that uh, some devotees might be inclined into serving in some special way. So one of the Swamis in Gurdjie as an explained that There are names of Krishna included in the mantra and he noticed that uh, when devotee chants Krishna or Govindaya, so it might be inclined into um, Dasya or or Sakya. And when the the other part of the mantra is chanted and and evokes some some sentiments, that maybe this is predispensivity for um, uh, Madhurya Rasa. So, but I couldn't find any, like, support, like, an evidence in Shastras for just, uh, this kind of thought, so I thought maybe you, you are familiar with it. And, uh, and, maybe you could just comment. Uh, więc, uh, my, uh, w I przeczytałem raz w jednym, u jednego z um, nauczycieli główia wishumizmu, iż utonowanie tych imion no, odwołuje pewien określony efekt, który może wskazywać na inklinację do na przykład rasy albo Sakia Rasy. Natomiast pozostała część tej mantry może wskazywać na to, że ktoś ma rozwija taki sentyment do Maduria rasy znaleźć żadnej książki która potwierdzała to jest
0: So the, the Gopal mantra is a shruti mantra and um, as such it's revealed in the Gopal Tapani Shruti or Shruti is another uh, term uh, used for the Upanishads. Upanishad, so it Upanishad means to sit close, hmm? the implication of which is, I um, can tell you, a secret. And so these are the sounds within the greater body of the Vedic uh, literature or the sacred texts of the, of the Hindus that um, take us inward. Oh. Many of the sounds facilitate our outward life. Therefore, I cited earlier in our discussions Krishna's statement in the Gita, second chapter, he told Arjuna what Trigunya Vishaya Veda Nis Trigunya Sattva he says mostly the Vedas are dealing with the three gunas, which means they're dealing with sounds, consists of sounds that assist us outwardly in our material life, but smaller section, quantitatively, that is the larger section, qualitatively, because it uh, is the is the Purva Vimamsa or the, uh, the the Upanishads. Mm-hmm it's uh, qualitatively bigger and and it, it, it deals with something that is really qualitative and not quantitative. Hmm? So it's beyond the limits of quantity and measurableness. Hmm? The word "my" also means to measure. So our material life is consisting of this largely trying to measure or arrest in the fist of our intellect hmm? everything and control it and we we, we need to be in control so to speak, we want to measure it but it's immeasurable that's the reality Mm -hmm. and uh, and so the sounds from the Upanishads from the smaller section deal with qualitative life rather than quantitative life. Quantitative life, I mean by a life of acquisition, acquiring things, improving oneself by, uh, in terms of identification with the uh, outer world, getting more, more more life, longer life, uh, uh, extending the, the thing that is this body by acquiring other things and so forth. So this is the property mark. And this sounds bad (laughs) but it's of course you have to see it in the context of the entirety of the sacred scriptures and how it's bringing people in that don't have an ear as of yet for hearing more confidential knowledge for hearing that less is, is more for example so you allow them to have more in exchange for some sacrifice so as we know Within the greater portion of the Vedas that deal with acquisition, the Perviti marg, there's provision or mandates for venerating the um, gods and goddesses that represent different aspects of the microcosm macrocosm of the world that we're dependent upon. We require um, to uh, for our livelihoods and so forth. So, um, what's really happening? In the pursuit of the more, when it's done through uh, the guidance of the sacred texts, is the only more that's really there. Is the sacrifice that's involved in getting this—the apparent more, the giving, or the worship, the veneration of the different gods the acknowledgement of the daiva, the trainer, the gro- controlling uh, agency, hmm? that's the actual more of the property marg. Hmm? What you get, whatever you're praying for, or whatever is your ambition and so forth, it's its its really, you don't really get it because right? you can't really hang on to it. You can't keep it. It's just an appearance. So there's a, a little getting, hmm? It comes from the little bit of giving that is involved in sacrificing, worshiping the gods, namaskar, so on and so forth, for the thankful kind of grateful life. That's why, in the general sense, the religious inquiry or the inquiry in the property mark when properly understood and executed, it in time qualifies one from Dharma Jignasu. Dharma Jignasu is the inquiry into how I can live according to the Dharma hmm? so that I can have a more fruitful material life, hmm? be in harmony with the way things are, hmm? so to speak. Um, but from Dharma Jignasu, and that's how the, the I should have said Uttar Mimamsa is the Upanishads and so forth. The Purva Mimamsa is the, is the property mark, So it begins with Atato Dharma Jignasu. In other words, people are pursuing material acquisition without any system or method to that. Hmm? Um, so the Veda offers us a method to hone that, it's, it sanctions that. Hmm? And, and the method is actually sacrifice, giving, on some level. While the getting is what looms large, and the getting seems like giving is something I've got to do over here for a few minutes or an hour or something like that, and then I can get this for a long time. The giving is really the getting, and therefore what's really gotten from the Dharma Jignasu, the inquiry into the nature of Dharma, is the qualification to inquire into Brahman. Atatu Brahma Jignasu. So from Dharma Jignasu to Brahma Jignasu. You understand? Hmm? So Brahma Jignasu, this now acquaints us with the Uttar Mimamsa, that the later part, the smaller apparently part, they're talking about something that's actually bigger because it's beyond quantity. It's bigger, quality is bigger than quantity. Hmm? is the idea and immeasurably bigger hmm? it's of a different category altogether it retires the quantity quantity is only as valuable as it has some we give some quality to it <laughs> and we being a unit of quality value uh, meaning hmm? as a unit of consciousness give or attribute meaning to quantitative the quantitative world the physical world without consciousness it has no meaning as I've sometimes said if the world ha- had meaning without consciousness who would know about it? Right? Who, who would care? So meaning is not derived from the physical world it derives from consciousness so it's bigger. The sounds are smaller. they neti, neti, and so forth. Of course, to take you to the next level, Jiva Goswami is, uh, says in his, um, I believe in the Bhakti Sandharva that Mahāprabhu himself said, Shrotam api Upanishadam dure harikatamrita. Mm. Uh, kampashu pulakāraya and so forth. Uh, the meaning is that uh, Shrotam, uh, the, the, the sounds of the Upanishads dure harikata mitta. dure means far away. They uh, take us to a place beyond the world, right? that nonetheless is far away from that place that you can arrive at through Harikata. Hmm? Wherein, in that place, he says, Kampashu Pula Gade, he, he mentions the Sattvic Abhavas, where it's a world of ecstasy. Hmm? Yeah. Rupa Goswami says it in another way in his namastikam. What is that verse? Namastakam, where he says he says the the jewels, uh, nikila the Ratnamoliam, the the sounds of the Upanishads like Neti Neti Tatpamasi, they're like jewels. Jewels give some light, so they're illuminating. Hmm? But if you look at the entirety of the real scripture, we see that the light that they are uh, shedding, uh, their their effulgence, is all, they are all shedding light on another sound, made of, consisting of two syllables Krishna, this is the supreme sound. So they have to be understood in relation to that sound. that represents the whole, comprehensive whole of the Absolute, the whole statement about the Absolute, not a partial statement about the Absolute. Hmm? Like Tattva Masi, Hamva Masmi. These are partial statements. It's a beginning, hmm? but it doesn't end there. So course, then how will become, if, if by Dharma-jignasu we become qualified to in, inquire, to, to pursue the Vedic path, religious path, and if by Brahma-jignasu then, having arrived at that, we're qualified to inquire into the nature of Brahman, what will qualify us to enter into the nature of Rasa, mm, Rasa-jignasu. Well, taken to its fullest measure which is what Gaudi Vaishnavism does to Braj hmm, and the Ragmarg, the answer is given by Sri Rupa in his concluding verse of I think 39 verses on Raghunuga Bhakti at the end of the second uh, chapter of his tome on Bhakti Rasa Bhakti Rasa Mithasindhu and he says, Mahatakripa only by Mahatakripa can one acquire eligibility for inquiring into, which means treading the path that will lead to that uh, that realm? Mm. So that said, um, certain different Upanishads, there will be different ways in which it's determined which are the most important Upanishads. So Shankar has his list of the most important Upanishads. We have our own list, but among the hundred and eight, Gopal Tapani is there. So it's a very prominent um, Upanishad. However you look at it, um, there are more than hundred and eight Upanishads, but the hundred and eight is a is a um, a well known and important group. There are lesser and lesser Upanishads and more important Upanishads, but as we see, uh, for example, in *Bhagavad Bhagavatamrita, where there's a discussion between Shrutis that emphasize skyan and those like *Gopal Tapani that emphasize uh, *bhakti*, uh, it's a very good debate there. That the uh, *bhakti* Shrutis, let's call them, they they, they prevail. Mm-hmm. They, they they win the the argument. After all. Hmm. Bhakti can give Gyan, but Gyan can't give Bhakti. Hmm. No jnani will say that by Gyan you can get Bhakti. But every Gyani will say, by Bhakti you can get Gyan. Every jnani will say, even the body says, yes, by Bhakti you can get Gyan. Hmm. But no jnani will say, by gyan, by bhakti, you can get gyan. So, if bhakti can give gyan, but gyan cannot give bhakti, then bhakti must be superior to gyan. It is the end of all uh, knowledge, and it's such an extraordinary knowledge that we give it another name, bhakti. Hmm? Love is the end of knowledge. Wise love. So. In Gopal Tapani Shruti, the very name of the text means uh, Gopal Tapani. Tapani here means to uh, shed light on Gopal. And so there's a mantra for shedding light on Gopal. And it it's consists of 18 syllables. And this is the uh, mantra then that is to, explained in some detail in the Upanishads. Gopal Tathani explains the 18-syllable Krishna Mantra, often referred to as the Gopal Mantra. And it is the uh, principal Diksha Mantra of our uh, Gaudi Sampradaya. There are different... um, Krishna mantras that may also be given, but they are all derived from the 18 syllable. So um, there's some prominence, for example, of the 10 syllable mantra. I think uh, Mahaprabhu is said to receive received a 10 syllable Krishna mantra from Ishwar Puri. We find the same in the case of Gopukumar Kumar in Brihad Bhagavatam hmm. Retam. Um, and so, for example, uh, the ten-syllable mantra uh, focuses on one name in the dative case, gupi jana Swaha. Hmm? Um, whereas the eighteen-syllable mantra includes the name of Krishna, the name of Govinda. Hmm? Um, but... Um, we find the ten syllable mantra, for example, is efficacious in the case of Mahaprabhu's pursuit of Radhasyam. We find that it was efficacious in the case of um, uh, Gopakumar's pursuit of Sakyarati, which culminated in the, in the Sakyarati of a, of a Prinarmasaka, which Jana Sharma, his disciple, Brihad Bhagavatamrita explains, also attained naturally. Hmm. Um, of course, the name Gopijanabalava, relative to your question, is a name of Krishna that refers to him in the context of Madhurya Rasa. Hmm? Gopijanabalava. Hmm? So, the lover of the gopis is Krishna. As I've said before, Krishna is, there's three kind of personalities of Krishna in the Braj. He's got the personality of the son of Yashoda in his Kumar Lila. He's got the personality of a coward boy in his Pogandala, which extends also into the Kishore and into the Kumar as I've explained in recent discussions to some extent. And then we've got Krishna who is the lover of of Radha and the gopis. Hmm. Um, So, the name Gopijana Balava hmm, is is, is a a name of Krishna that uh, um, speaks of him in the context of uh, his romantic life, which, obviously, the gopikas are involved with in which the preenarvasana are, in, are involved with, you know, as well and desire for, in the context of their Sakirati. So, uh, that said, then the name Govinda in the eighteen syllable mantra is um, obviously it's it's not a dwarka name. <laughs> it's not a. Uh, neither is Gopi, Gopi Janabalava. Hmm. this is a Vrindavan name hmm? Braj name Govinda is a Braj name because in Dwarka and Mathura Krishna is not herding cows right? hmm. he's, a, he's a prince there but in Braj he's a, he's a cow herder he's a cow herder he's a cow herder hmm? and um, so the name Govinda, being a Braj name then in the dative case there it's a supplication to him it, 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 uh, um, uh, the focus of that name is Sakurasa. Mm. You can include uh, um, Vatsalia in there to some extent, but very prominently Govinda refers to of course Go means cows, Go means earth, Go means Aveda, Go means the senses. But in Vrindavan Govinda means he means who, who gives pleasure to the cows. You can say he gives pleasure to the senses of all the devotees as well, but hmm, it's a, a name that uh, is uh, much more from the Rasic point of view hmm, in terms of what Rasa it may most fit with. Then this is um, Sakirasa. Sakirasa. Indeed, the uh, very term "Gopal mantra." Gopal, Gopal is, is uh, of course, a, a name that also refers specifically to Krishna and Sakiras. An interesting uh, point worth uh, raising that comes to mind uh, at the moment is that uh, this is the favorite name for Krishna of Jiva Goswami. If you study his writings, indeed, his final work is entitled "Gopal." shampoo hmm? he, um, he wrote a book for the pleasure of Lila, Lila Granta describing the Leelas, for the pleasure of Rupa Goswami and in there he, he invoked the name Madhava Madhava Mahutsava but it's sort of relative to that he was writing it particularly Lila Granta for Rupa Goswami hmm? otherwise he likes the name Gopal and very much and in his childhood he worshipped Krishna and deities Jiva Goswami. Now he became a Manjari, hmm? Or he is a Manjari. There's no there's no no doubt about that. Vilas Manjari he's identified with in Tipika. But throughout the Goswami's writings, none of them hmm? gets as, as excited hmm? in when the section is about rasa than Jiva Goswami. Hmm? He writes very emotionally and says some very, uh, uh, expresses some strong feelings and affinity for this in his, uh, in his, uh, in, in his writings. That's not to say he's, he's not a sucker but he's manjari. But if you want sakyabab, he'll surely help you to get it. <laughs> he'll be sure to help you. Uh, of course, without making any comment on it, he also says in, in, in his um, preeti Sandarbha that the, go- the gopis' love for Krishna in Vrindavan is mixed with Sakya. He gives no explanation. This this, 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 this does not correspond with what Rupa Goswami has taught in Ujbal Nilmani or in um, bhakti or sindhu But it just must be his... He likes it a little bit. You know. So... Um, just as an aside, the book Shruti, we're speaking from, where, where the Gopal Mantra is found. I mean, it's called the Gopal Mantra. Um, so um, we have g- good reason to, uh, to, uh, to 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 chant it, right? The Gvinda, so the Gvinda name hmm, is pertains more to Sakya The Krishna name, which also found in the mantra. Is more broad. So Krishna is Krishna in Vrindavan. Krishna is also there in Mathura. He's also there in Dwarka. So this name stretches the entire range of the Braj. Braj is made up uh, largely, significantly, of three population centers Dwarka, Mathura, and the extension of, of Matura, the rural area connected with metropolitan Matura, we call the Braj. Sometimes Braj refers to the entirety, the mandal, in which mandal, or matura mandal. But there's uh, a significant uh, difference between the lifestyle in Matura, which is city life, and the lifestyle in, in Vrindavan, uh, in, in, in the rural sector. So we often then distinguish between Mathura and that rural area by using the, invoking the term Vraj to refer to the, the rural area, Vrindavan and so forth. So the Christian name goes the whole, covers all three. And when we go outside of the Vraj to Mathura and to Dwarka, we find some mixed forms of Rag and Vaidi and the full face of Vaidi Bhakti for Krishna. For example, in Dwarka. Hmm? There we find Vaidi Bhakti for Krishna. Hmm. So, the whole of the Goloka, then possibilities, I want to say, of Goloka are found in the 18 syllable mantra. Uh, I've explained this in, in, uh, in my commentary on Gopal Tapani. You might want to look there again. I'm sure you've read it, but you could look there again. And it's, It has been translated into Polish also, in case you haven't read it. Yes. Mm. Uh, it's a book about the main mantra of our sampradaya that you receive when you get uh, Diksha. You get other mantras as well for worship and so forth, but this is the main mantra. Diksha is complete with this mantra. There's a Gayatri that corresponds with it, Kam Gayatri. Hmm. Um, but um, this is the main uh, Diksha mantra. So all the sentiments uh, that you could have in relation to Krishna are found therein. And as the devotees uh, chant that then one name or another will become prominent, one, one name will become the subject, others will be will will. Uh, be seen as um, aspects
2: hmm,
0: of it. So, yes, it's not that the, the cowherds who are not Priyanarma Sakas don't know anything about that Krishna loves Radha. I mean, Sridham is her, her brother. He knows everything because Sudham, Sridham, Dham, Kinkini, as I said the other day, these are the untakaran of Krishna. Personified. So his chitta, his manas, his buddhi, his ahankara are cowards. <laughs> That's how much he's a coward. Um, and uh, so wherever Krishna goes, his antakarna goes. So they, he goes with the gopis, he leaves the cowards behind, he leaves Sridhan behind. He's a priyasaka, not a Priyanarmasaka. but in the form of his. Um, um, being the part of the Antakarna of Krishna, he's present there. Therefore, in Bhagavad Sindhu, in his commentary, Jiva Goswami says, yes, these four are Priyasakas, but there are they're Priyanarmasakas. The implication is in that the Priy are privy to the romantic life of Krishna, and they are as well. The difference however between them and the Priy is they're not actively participating in their sarups. But they're aware of these in the form of their um, being uh, the actual personifications of the and of Krishna. So there's the personification of this aspect of the antakaran, the chitta, the hankar, and so forth, that doesn't actively participate in those leelas, But the antakar itself does. But they know everything. Hmm. Um, so that being the case, the name Gopijana balava is an aspect of Govinda. Krishna is a coward, and he also loves the gopis. Govinda is a coward, he is our um, beloved, and he's, he also loves the gopis. Some sort of become secondary. And then similarly, if it, we look at Gopijana balava Krishna lover of the gopis, the fact that he's a, a coward, or the... Uh, uh, or um, Obviously, that he goes to Mathura to work, or these is secondary aspects. So there's, there's a way in which we can look at the names, the principal names in the, in the Gopal Mantra hmm, as uh, pertaining more to one sentiment or another and and, and uh, covering all the, including all the sentiments that are um, possible to attain in the greater expanse of Golok. Does hmm, that help?
2: Yes, but uh, <laughs> Uh, maybe maybe I wasn't clear about the oh. question, so I, I just I understood the foundation because you're Guru Mahaj, you've been just giving the foundation right now. Oh, all the window, like window of opportunities but my question is that I read that when you check this mantras and you feel that some sentiments are just stronger emphasized by the one of those names you've been mentioning. So it means that you, go, you are inclined somehow. It's like uh, it was explained that it gives you some kind of um, uh, direction, that you are attracted uh, to one of those... Well, that's
0: what I'm saying. I'm saying that.
2: No, no, but, but yeah, let's <laughs> begin.
0: I, I think I understood your question.
2: No, no, I, I didn't finish. So just, oh, okay. My question was... So shall we, uh, uh, is there any, uh, shall we put any importance into this kind of understanding? That for instance if someone is chanting, practicing Gopala mantras, so when one of those names resonates stronger than others, so is there any uh, significant, um, I'm not saying proof, but any like... Indication. What? Indication. Indication. A reference. or Reference that someone is inclined into some kind of... Uh, uh, rasas you've been mentioning. So for example, somebody is uh, chanting Govinda and Govinda is like resonates stronger than Krishna and Gopijana So, so, um, does it tell us something about inclination or is it just simply kind of sentiment which is like still like without any foundation? That, that's the question.
0: Which one resonates with you? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I made an experiment, because I was trying to make, make, make some an experiment. scientific experiments. And most cases, two names resonate with me the strongest. So Krishna and Govinda. Not mm-hmm. so I've been checking many times uh, like like during different parts of the day. you got something
0: on your head it's
2: no no it's, <laughs> not like, no, it's like when you when you chat like something like you feel uh, warmer toward one of those names is like like inside like kind of emotion yeah. which resonates stronger so this this type.
0: I think that the stronger uh, uh, evidence to consider is your association. Mm-hmm. because bhakti comes through us through, through sadhu sangha mm-hmm. we get, as you know Rupa Goswami explains that the seed the bija, the seed of the rati mm-hmm. that we will develop derives from sadhu mm-hmm. Um so if you understand what kind of sadhu sangha you're in then you, you can figure 90% of the time that's going to be the rati that you will attain. Whereas if it's different, it, that will be due to previous scars in a previous life and so forth. Um, and that would be recognizable by the, by the Guru who would direct us, guide us in that way accordingly. So, before crossing over Nartha Nivritti, I wouldn't give much mm-hmm. uh, credence to that or an uh, idea um, of what, which name is more important uh, and so forth. I would give more value to, the, as I say, the, the, the association mm-hmm. that, I, that I have. And also, it's, of course, it's possible that, uh, uh, for example, in, 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 in the pursuit of Sakyarasa, like we look at um, my Gurmajit Prabhupada, he was born in the Sakyarasa family, actually. Hmm? And um, he had a cool guru in the Sakyarasa family. He used to visit every year the Uddhara Takur's place in West Bengal. I mentioned this the other day. Uttaranda Thakur is Subahu, Epinarmastaka of Krishna Leela, very, very prominent, prominent person in Nityananda's wide campaign in in Bengal that he was commissioned to undertake by Mahaprabhu, Mm -hmm. even at the expense of coming and meeting him with him him at at Rathayatra. Mm -hmm. So Mahaprabhu had real feeling for the people there and his feeling was personified in the person of Nityananda Prabhu. Anyway, probably comes from those people, <laughs> from that group, generations and generations. Some of his God-brothers would look look at him like that the Madhurya aspect hmm, of his Sakya then was, as a pre was developed in relation to Bhaktisiddhanta saraswati Thakur. I mean, come with that. So, arguably, you could make a case that someone would be attracted to the name Govinda for a lifetime and then... then Develop further, hmm. um, but um, <coughs> just a thought. Hmm. But uh, Grind is a nice name, <laughs> very nice name. Yeah, <laughs> they're all nice. What else? Yes.
2: I have a second question from, from Maharaj.
0: Okay. Well, what is the time?
1: It's <laughs> hmm?
0: almost 11. It's almost 11. Okay. First, I want to give the Gopal mantra to you. Come. Since we just talked about it. Okay. First, we give the Hare Krishna mantra. So, we have to chant so many times. How many rounds will you chant? It
2: depends. <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> how many, how many will you chant every day? Um. You can just tell me. Okay, I run for every day. For mm, sure. To start, okay. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. no, no, actually not. <laughs> mm, mm, yeah. Okay, it's a serious matter. Yeah. Okay, so you chant them every day. You start with a big bead here. Middle finger and thumb. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Ram, Hare Ram, Ram, Ram. Hare Hare. Okay. I don't have all the ingredients here, but um, you need tilak. You need. Udva, Pundra, hmm. uh, tapa. These are the ingredients. Udva, Pundra means straight up and down, tilak. Tapa means. They used to brand people with the Vishnu's symbols, but we just write the name of Krishna in sandalwood or tilak. That will be the tapa. We have to do that, but um, to make this complete. And then there's uh, mantra. So you receive uh, the Hare Krishna mantra for chanting and Gopal mantra. And then later, when you see me again, I'll give you some other Diksha mantras also. Okay. For now, I'll give you the Gopal Mantra. So, Uddhva, Pundra, Tapa, Mantra, Yajna. Uddhva, Pundra, Tapa, Mantra, Yajna and Nam. So you get a name, you get the holy name. And we give you a name also to help you identify, change your identity to the servant of Krishna. And um, the Yogya then Yajna says that you... Oh, partake of this it Kirtan means also you can enter into uh, archon the realm of uh, ritual which is an approximation of the Leela hmm? that's very helpful okay do you have any question about that?
2: probably
0: no? tomorrow make <laughs> yeah, them up make them up yeah This was a little impromptu, but... uh, So, um, come give me your right ear. Okay.
2: Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare
0: Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Nen Gopal Mantra. Krem Krishna, Gurundaya, Gopi, Janabalavaya, Saha Krem... Krishnaya, Govindaya, Guppi-janabha-bhaya, swaha. Krim Krishnaya, Govindaya, Guppi-janabha-bhaya, Okay? So your name is Sakirati Devi. So we, we talked about the names of Krishna in the mantra, but we didn't talk about the the uh, Swaha. So who is the Swaha? We did talk about her actually with mohan's question. So Swaha is of course it, it means like like we giving ourselves to the sacrifice. So I've written a nice commentary on that Gopal Tapani that you can reference and shown how the, how the name Swaha reaches up to represent fully uh, Radha, who is the full personification of sacrifice. I often say that love is born uh, from the womb of sacrifice. Hmm. Actually, uh, Guruvalky wanted to make a little video of me talking about that and some of those other little sayings that uh, I've come up with at times. Um he said he had put that on the Facebook and there was a lot of comments on it. Some of the people said, I don't, that's not our experience that love comes from sacrifice.
2: <laughs>
0: but I think you have to differentiate love from infatuation and love from lust. We look at Jesus of Nazareth. He would say, yes, love comes from sacrifice. Right? Good example of the kind of love we're talking about. Love that is love no matter how you look at it, because if I love you, but I don't, it means I don't love somebody else. Then it's not love from every angle, right? Mm-hmm. If we go to the Buddha, then we also find that uh, to obviously to sit under the tree, he had to sacrifice the opportunities to go here, there, and everywhere. And what arose out of that sitting was a universal love we find um, an attractive uh, uh, idea probably the most attractive idea in contemporary Buddhism is the idea of the Bodhisattva I think it's uh, comes out of the Tibetan tradition and the Bodhisattva is the Buddhist who takes a vow not to enter nirvana he sacrifices Going to Nirvana to show love to the whole world. He takes a vow to remain in the world until all sentient beings are delivered, which will never happen. That's a fact. The number of people in the world is infinite. That's the world will the world will never end. If the world ends, Mahavishnu's got nothing to do. He has no shristi leela. So worlds have no beginning. World, The world has no end. Cycles end, but if the, there's no beginning to the cycles, there'll never be an end to that. It's a lila. Hmm? There'll always be persons under the influence of karma, and in that world there'll always be persons under the influence of bhakti to bump into hmm? and change the course of your life, create your good fortune. Hmm? So, anyway, the Buddhist is taking a vow to Sacrifice entering in nirvana through to compassionate love to love the whole world mm-hmm. and give them the opportunity in their perspective to enter into the nirvana to become enlightened. So these are prominent examples of really what's meant by the idea that uh, love is born out of the womb of, uh, of uh, uh, sacrifice in our tradition and we have Radha. So she is the supreme form of love, of bhakti, right? As we described earlier. And she is the sacrificing side of the absolute. She is the giving side, and Krishna is the taking side, right? He's the enjoyer. She's the giver. Love is about giving. It's not about taking. And giving is a sacrifice at some point... But when I say that love is born out of the womb of sacrifice, by starting to give because mom said, say thank you. Hmm? (laughs) Give back. He gave you something. Give back. Say thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You Thank you. Not like your daughter. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So, that's the beginning. Of it's a little painful giving hmm? not being the center of course this childhood is the child uh, that's the problem with our president he never you know in my country he never got out of childhood which is I'm the center everything you know it's around me my whims or one minute or everything um, what do they call that hmm the narcissistic phase of life. So if you don't grow out of that, you've got a narcissistic personality disorder. Uh, As an adult, you can't... uh, You're supposed to... That's what adulthood is about. Start to learn that it's not all about you. There's other people out there, actually. You have to interact with them. And the best, the fullest sense of interacting is through love and affection and... When we enter into that, we find that if there's a lot of giving that's involved, involved right? In a, in, a, in a marital relationship, people have to give, they have to sacrifice, and that's what is the challenge, if you can get beyond the infatuation, which really doesn't have anything to do with love, infatuation, so to speak, to do the sacrificing for one, for one another. Then, because that becomes lasting, enduring bond, right? Of actually loving, caring. Probably you should say love, them. if you love someone, you're going to serve them, right? So, so we need to when we say love is to you know say it the opposite way. Love is born from the womb of sacrifice, and the Gita says suffering or pain, kind of the opposite. Uh, if, uh, uh, in a sense, is born from the womb of attachment, hmm? so attachment gives birth to suffering, which is ignorance. Attachment means I think it's mine. Hmm? I'm the taker. I'm the enjoyer. I'm the possessor. I'm the owner. And the Gita says you're not right. Hmm? This, what does Gita say? Fifth chapter. End of the fifth chapter. I'm the enjoyer of everything. You can enjoy by acknowledging that, because then you can be the friend of the one who owns and enjoys everything, what will be left for you to know or to have. So you have him. So... So the idea that suffering is born from the womb of sacrifice—that's, I mean, excuse me, from the womb of attachment—that's we can make a very strong case for that. That's to say that ignorance is born from attachment, and enlightenment, if uh, if it is love, which we kind of that we're all pursuing, it's born from the womb of sacrifice. And Radharani is the supreme form of sacrifice. Priya—I mean, Mahaprabhu, as I said. Bhakti Vinod you know, in some places said Vishnu is Bhakti Devi. he's thinking in the context of Gorlila that the sacrifice that she made hmm, that he could go take sannyas and deliver the world. She was she more than even Sachi. Right Sachi could be taken to a duetas place and and uh, as as he was, or she was, by Nityananda Prabhu, after Mahaprabhu took sannyasa, but Vishnu, Priya couldn't have come, right? so Her sacrifice allowed, in one sense, Mahaprabhu to deliver the world.
2: Yeah.
0: So, bhakti is, uh, yeah, it's a supreme sacrifice. Sankirtan, Yogya. Yes,
1: Maharaj. Yes. I want uh, just a short answer from you, just to confirm. Because I, I had a lecture and I was given the, uh, the, the question about, uh, about bhakti. If bhakti is inherent in Jiva or not. And then, I have my own opinion about this, but uh, I went in, into the internet to see what others have to say. And I found the situation that Like the traditional uh, 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 says okay, it it comes from outside. The East people say it's inherent. And then what is much more interesting for me is that in the Gaudiya I saw like a uh, 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 three opinions also. is of the opinion that it's inherent, but Tibala Dita Maharaj says it's inherent, and then I see your article about this, which is kind of uh, trying to uh, hmm. reconciliate both positions. So did I understood your properly? You? Well, because from, from, sorry, but from the lecture just two days ago, it, it became like almost for, for me that you are opinion that it's like coming from outside. Uh-huh. Is that correct understood by me or
0: not? Yes, uh, bhakti is constitutive of Krishna's Swarup Shakti.
1: Yes. Right?
0: Some bit Ladini. Sudha Satavisheshatma prema Suryam Susham Bhak. Right? So, the Tatasta shakti is not partially constituted of the Swarup shakti. Yes. Therefore, bhakti is not inherent in the jiva.
1: Yes. Hmm? That,
0: However, bhakti may be an inherent in the jiva yes. hmm, in this life if the jiva got bhakti scars in his previous life, or a previous life. So, in some cases... Persons may come into the fold of bhakti, and bhakti is inherent in them already. Hmm? Um, And uh, it's true that some of the more contemporary acharyas, beginning with the bhakti Vinod, hmm, at times said that in uh, either explicitly or implicitly that bhakti uh, uh, surup, uh, that is inherent in the jeev. This kind of uh, propaganda uh, or preaching of bhakti Vinod Thakur I think is very relevant to the times where in Bengal he found people who were in the Nityanam Devamsa for example who were teaching that if you drink my urine it will be good for you because I come from this, from the family of Nityananda Prabhu, and he's in my blood, and uh, and uh, therefore, uh, you know, they were selling mantras and sarups and so forth, and uh, and and so to kind of counteract that, sometimes Bhakti Manov said, you know, Bhakti is, it, it, it's, you don't have to get it from one of these guys. It's it's in your heart chant and it'll come out um, and so forth. But technically speaking, so there may be ways to harmonize that and and so forth. But technically speaking, um, I mean, I've just given you one point that's very clear. Yes. Bhakti has made it constitute Shakti. It doesn't, uh, yes. it's not... A... Also, the question is answered by Rupa Goswami directly about uh, when he says in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu that uh, the Madhurya Rasa, objectively speaking, appears to be the highest ideal. Why then do some people, why doesn't everybody take it up? He says the reason is because they've had some scars for bhakti in previous lives of a different, for Sakya for example, or Bhatsalya. And so therefore, that's the genesis then. Uh, of bhakti. And Vishwana Chakritakur gives, uh, a commentary on the verse. He says, So, if you have been influenced by Dasiras bhakti in the previous life, you will get Dasiras in this life and so forth. So, coming from Sadhu Sangha. We know that bhakti comes from bhakti. Yes. The form of bhakti, the anga of bhakti that distributes itself is Sadhu Sangha. So we get bhakti from sadhusanga. It's not that we get every other aspect of bhakti except our sarupa, which we already have. No, <laughs> the sarupa is the fullest. The prema is the fullest measure of bhakti. And, and also in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, uh, in his commentary, Jiva Goswami makes the point that the seed of the rati that you will attain is derived from sadhusanga. Also in his Priti Sandarbha, he makes the same point in a slightly different way by way of saying that the deity that you worship will be determined by Sadhu Sangha. Hmm? in other words the, those sadhus have been, the deity of those sadhus is in their heart and it comes out right
1: yes i said so
0: there are other statements as well but anyway yeah, yeah.
1: therefore in, in in the light of that very meeting, so I, I was this i was thinking to attend that <laughs> Absolutely clear what you say to me. That Satsang is uh, making, helping me to, yeah. to to find my like a style, process, my 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 direction. Yeah. And there's yours now. I say so. Satsang is making that I will be like a, socialized in, in a special way of uh, of uh, thinking and, and uh, contemplating. So. So therefore, if we say about possibility of, of cooperation between different groups, so, if I'm a group that, that we stress on this samsangha, stressing on another aspect, so, isn't it, like, we have an example in, 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 in our in our uh, societies around. There are people from Larian, <coughs> and they have special direction. You have this, this, uh, your own taste, and there are others. So, for me it's no problem, so I, I, I can cooperate with anybody. But, but some people think that this conversion is not possible because of this different understanding of, of South Sangha. Yeaah. It's that conversion possible then at all.
0: <laughs> the thing is this, that there are differences that arise out of anarthas. Then there are differences that rise out of bhava. The differences that rise out of anartha, there's their problems. And they give rise to sectarianism in a pejorative sense that's problematic. Hmm? But the differences that rise out of bhava, hmm? these are beautiful. Hmm? And they, uh, they... they they don't prohibit hmm, inter-sangha relationships, even while they focus in some ways and, and particularly may help a certain group with a certain sentiment. Hmm, it's not that uh, there, if you go there, it'll be a problem for you or anything like that. Um, so, and that, that said also, I think that um, there are examples in sanghas, led by someone, for example, in Madhuri Rasa, where disciples are connected with that guru, and they themselves are coming from a background in previous lives, related to, say, Sakya-rasa, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Let's take our Sampradaya. Our Sampradaya is saturated with Madhuriya-rasa, saturated. And due to the influence of Nityananda Prabhu, there's also an undercurrent, secondary current of Sakya. hmm? So, could Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu associate closely? (laughs) <laughs> no problem. <laughs> That's one way one way to look at it. <laughs> and everybody's worshipping both of them. Look at them from a slightly different angle, perhaps, but um, so um, this is the whole of the you know the Gaudiya emphasis. And with regard to Rasa, Vatsalya rasa is enemy of Madhuri rasa. Vatsalya rasa is enemy of Sakya Rasa. Dasya Rasa is the enemy of, of of both of them also. <laughs> Shantaras is enemy of all, everybody.
2: <laughs>
0: um, so but Madhuri Rasa and Sakya Rasa, they are friends of one another. They are friends. So they they complement one another rather than uh, uh, diminish one another. They cause one another to flourish. Hmm? Um, so no problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, one time I was speaking with Prakti Pramod Puri Goswami Maraj and I read him the poem of Prabhupada the Jaladutta, mm-hmm. yeah. where Prabhupada expresses his desire to to attain Sakyarasa very clearly. This is a private prayer of Prabhupada. He wasn't he didn't have a whole movement that he was hiding his sentiments from or anything. He didn't know if he'd ever even make a disciple, but he was expressing his inner feelings. And uh, so I read it to Raj, of course, and he said, Yes, Sakyarasa. And then I told him, You know, Purimaraj, some people are um, making politics that uh, if your Guru Maharaj is in Sakyarasa, then you have a problem because you cannot get Madhuri rasa. Yeah. Hmm? And so then he said, if you have a guru in Sakyarasa, you're doing really good, he said. Most gurus aren't in any rasa, (laughs) was what he meant. And he said, so if you have a guru in Sakyarasa, Baba, he said, if you have a guru in Sakyarasa and you think you have a problem, then you have a problem. He will arrange everything for you. He will make all arrangements, no problem. So, if you want to look practically for a moment, hm, Prabhupada expressed very clearly his, 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 from his own lotus mouth repeatedly, his, um, ident- identification with Sakyuras. And there are many, many, many other, uh, aspects of his life, interpretations of verses, and so forth, that all point to that, just like, like, like the sun, um, shining and, uh um, dispelling any, any doubt or darkness. Um, and uh, many, many, many of his disciples, without thinking about it, without knowing any practically rasa tattva, began to think Prabhupada Sakurasa and began to identify with it without thinking about it. This is just an example of how through Sadhu Sangha, then we'll be influenced, right? Mm-hmm. And he didn't even without him even talking about it. Mm-hmm. I mean a little bit here and there, but it wasn't like like me talking about it, you know, here. And there's a reason I'm doing that. And I'll get to that maybe too, but um, um well the reason is because there was a strong case being made, probably in Maduria Raza, and I thought, you know, this just isn't true, and I know this isn't true, so I I just have to say something so then I, uh, we published "Oh My Friend, you may have read that, and that we had to make a statement. And so sometimes, you know, those who have that orientation may be intimidated, like Das Babji, he will say, there's no sakirasa in, 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 in Gaudiya Sampradaya, you know. That is, but, you know, he's wrong about that. But he's not wrong in the sense that he wants to make a point for his disciples, and you know, he wants to emphasize it in that way. You know, uh, I'm not going to fault him, but, but uh, to, to say that there's no such current is just not so supportable. Um, so, I mean, the Rhinemar was just, you know, when I talked to him, he said, yeah, yeah, Okay. <laughs> privately, I talked to him on two or three occasions and also in a letter. Yes, if you think that way, it's all right, I have to say. But he's not going to like he he didn't want to open that bag because he was saying, he had many Prabhupada's disciples and coming to him and persons who had come to Krishna consciousness through Prabhupada and he wanted them all to have Madhya Rasa, you know by his, his influence and so forth and understand that. And if he had started saying proverbs and sakura, so it would have been a big problem to, in, in terms of what he wanted, the dispensation that he wanted to give. So anyway, they have their strategies and no problem. Um, where was I going with this now? So, um, uh, did you, was, am I answering the question of yours? Um,
1: the advice was cooperation. cooperation was, right? Yes, cooperation. But also, why? Why in the same camp? Like yeah, the same camp. Yeah. In, in yeah. yeah.
0: Well, okay. We get to that. But, but um, so the, because the sampradaya is saturated with madhurya rasa, and it has some current of sankhya rasa as well. Many, many devotees are going to get impressions from madhurya rasa. Through the, through the, I mean, the sangha is extended through the songs, through the interpretations, through the purports, uh, and so forth. Hmm? So, um, that said, Prabhupada's mission was like an exception. His bhava was being what it was. Now, what happened historically hmm, is that after Prabhupada left. Pujapada Sridhar came onto the scene in a prominent way, the door to whom Prabhupada opened, by saying we could go to him for siksha and so forth. And he, his ideal is Madhuri Rasa, Manjuri Bhav. Hmm? He understood that Prabhupada's ideal was Sakhi Bhav, he knew that. He spoke to us about that and distinguished that and so forth. But some of my god brothers, some of my god sisters who took shelter of Sridharmaraj developed more affinity for Sridharmaraj than for Prabhupada and for the ideal of Madhurya Rasa. Hmm. So whatever influence or sanskar they may have had for Sakya Bhakti through Prabhupada's association wasn't developed enough hmm, to Not be overcome by the competing influence of Madhurya Rasa. So, how did those disciples of Prabhupada who came to him hmm, but did not develop in terms of Sakyarasa, how did they develop in terms of Madhurya Rasa? Prabhupada, like Purimar said, made an arrangement.
2: Hmm.
0: It's very practical. He made an arrangement. Sridharmarsh. Hmm? Very practical. Later, on uh, the world scene of you know, the international community of disciples, that devotees that came through Prabhupada's campaign, um, uh, Bhaktivinoda Narayan Maharaj became a prominent uh, world preacher. Hmm? And some of the, a little later now, but ten years later, some of the disciples of Prabhupada came under the influence of Narayan Maharaj. He was emphasizing Madhuri Rasa. You take jadarani for example, Shamran. Now she's pursuing the Madhuri Rasa. Right? Hmm? By the power of his influence. Hmm. So, Prabhupada also made that arrangement. He brought him into the circle and uh, he said, you know, if I pass away, you can ask Narayan Marshal Mathura to come and perform the, about how to perform the ritual and so forth. And and these are the two persons that he mentioned, Sridhar Maharaj. I was there, Tamal Krishnamaraj asked, if you leave, which seems imminent, um, is there anyone we can... How will we do the funeral? How will we do that? He said, you talked to Narayan Marsh in Mathura. He knows this. And then Tamal said, is there anyone else we can consult with after you leave? And he said, for philosophy, my God, whether there be our Sridhar of Navadri. So you know that history. So, in one way or another, he brought them in. Prabhupada did depart. Narayan Marsh came, performed the yogi, he started getting to know some of Prabhupada's disciples. Some of them became attached to him and so forth. And so, Prabhupada made the arrangement. Hmm? And, his, and we see that influence in Prabhupada's disciples for Manjarivab. It's coming from outside. Prabhupada. Hmm? Not that he didn't teach about it. He did. Hmm? Like I reasoned, ISKCON likes to be different from everybody. Yeah. So why not be different in this way? Say we are the Sakyabov group. <laughs> That's a beautiful way to be different, yeah. hmm? instead of based on opposite or you know you didn't fall from Goloka type you know misconceptions and artas and so forth, which makes your sectarianism pejorative. It doesn't have to be sectarian. Doesn't have to be pejorative. It's it can be. Positive. We have our own sect, it has its own way and feeling and so forth, and it's, it's different, but it's a beautiful difference hmm? that won't um, inhibit or prohi- prohibit interaction with other sanghas. Hmm? Yeah. Okay. We'll have to save that question for another night or <laughs> All right, it's been very nice to be here with all of you, and I look forward to coming again next year. And you can meet me in Madhavan, if you like, or in Saragrahi. I'll be there in October. Madhuvan in probably November, December, January, February. Please come. You have to come again. I need to paint the deities there. You understand? <laughs> okay. God Premanandi. Hareem.